0: Welcome to a best of episode of Tea with Twiggy. We thought we'd put together some of my favorite bits from some of the many, many shows that I've done over the last three years. Gosh, can't believe it's been that long. And um, this episode is British Comedians, and it's the wonderful Ben Elton and Tracy Allman. They're both very good friends of mine, and I love them both and love their talent, Um, Tracy Allman you'll probably know from the Tracy Allman show and many many amazing performances she's done and she's a really lovely lady too and Ben Elton I've been working very closely with because we're just about to open the show that he's written and he's directing about me and it's called Close Up and it's at the Meniere Chocolate Factory and um, I thought you'd enjoy listening to some of these clips so enjoy.
1: Alan had moved to New York in the 70s. He always came, you know, to and from England. And then, and then he bought a funny little blue house in Lookout Mountain. That was Steven Spielberg's little house where he'd written Jaws. So he bought this little house from Steven Spielberg. It wasn't a glamorous house. Um, when we were down on our luck, Alan would say, I oh, know what, we'll float a shark in the pool and we'll make some money off it. <laughs> um, so we had this very cool little house. And he was such a bachelor Twiggy. And he used to have parties with Robin Williams and Peter Cook and Harry Nielsen, all the sort of famous alcoholic, crazy (laughs) drug people and had the best time. And then he met me. And as my best man, Ian Lafrené said, Tracy stopped him drinking, drugging and and womanizing. She said, basically she destroyed his life. (laughs)
0: I didn't. I think oh, I made I made his life. He, come on. He was ready to give it all did. up. And also you you know he absolutely loved and adored you. And together, you I mean you did those shows together, didn't you? You After co-produced I did the them. shows
1: with Jim. Jim Brooks really started me off and and just was incredible to me. You know, I'm so grateful to him and I learned so much and as you know the Simpsons came from
0: I was just going to say Tracy How show. did that happen? Did somebody come and say we've got this idea for a um, you know, a cartoon series. You, it I mean, how did it handed
1: It about that we'd like bumpers within the show to yeah. sort of, you know, yeah. end things. And then Heidi Perlman, one of the writers, I remember her mentioning Matt Groening's, Groening's Life in Hell, which was a book that I'd seen on Melrose Avenue. And I had that book too. And I said, yeah, it's really different. And I guess they brought him in for a meeting. And I remember him coming in. We all sat around and he said, I don't want to do anything I've done before obviously you know so uh, that was good and he said and I've he bought a drawing out of Marge he said <laughs> I want to do this family and, and I remember seeing that enormous beehive of blue hair brilliant and I thought wow that's amazing and then uh they started to record the Simpsons shorts that started on my show um and they would come to the sound booth when we were reco- when we were rehearsing and uh I was too busy to do a voice all the time because I was always, you know, it was the Tracy Olman show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I so I remember them saying to Julie, would you do a voice, Julie Kavner, who was in my show, um, would you like to do one of the voices? Sure. I'll do it. And that she became Marge. I remember Julie doing Marge because Julie had this voice, right? And. Dan Castellaneta, they said, oh, would you, oh, I know. <laughs> Dan Castellaneta, everybody, Carly, <laughs> Twiggy's daughter had such a crush on him when she was a little girl. She um, was,
0: what, 12, Yeah, and she was she obsessed was, oh, she with...
1: Wa- yeah, that's why she wanted to meet me, she wanted to meet Dan. Anyway, and I remember Dan going and being Homer and that, and then The
2: Simpsons began, and it was Amazing. just wonderful. I read in your bio that you joined an amateur theatre group. Is yeah, that right, drama right. group? That was my. Um, that was became... that when
0: you got the bug and realised.
2: Absolutely, one hundred percent. I got the bug literally on a on a overnight. Um, I had no real ambitions. I um, I loved reading history as a kid, always have. But apart from that. I didn't, you know, having sort of got over wanting to be a soldier at about the age of about eight, I I didn't have any idea of what I wanted to do, as most kids don't. But then I I very early on realized what I wanted to do because there was a production of um, Peter Pan at the Onslow Village Hall. The uh, curtain raisers were putting it on for three nights. There was an advert at our school (laughs) saying they were looking for lost boys and they could be girls in brackets. Uh, and, uh, I, my mum, I sort of was excited and then forgot about it. But my mum remembered and said, you should really go along. She guessed that I would enjoy. it, And I absolutely loved it. I, I played slightly soiled one of the lost boys. We were doing the, the Jay and Barry play, not, not the sort of modern panto version. And I understudied John, the one in the top hat and the, with the umbrella and just loved it. And I decided immediately that I wanted to be an actor and, and me just got involved in any Amdram I could. I did lots of Amdram throughout my adolescence. That's uh my artful dodger uh is fondly remembered in uh in in for well, certainly probably <laughs> remembered by me uh and i uh, bet
0: you were a brilliant I, daughter, I got the, the
2: Surrey advertiser were kind enough to say i showed great <laughs> promise for the future uh and i like to i like to add that that's about the last good review i got for about 30 years but uh not quite true <laughs> but i certainly got some stinkers <laughs> after that um but i thought i wanted to be an actor and then one day when I was about 11 or 12, it was Noel Coward's 70th in 1971, and and there was a documentary on the BBC, and I saw it. I don't know it's funny, an 11-year-old or 12-year-old boy watching that. But I just loved it. The idea of living a life, writing funny lines, and I, I just felt immediate empathy with him. I, I kind of felt he's who I want to be, you know, like writing, I'd love to have been able to write tunes as well. I, and I, I, that would have been the icing on the cake, but you know, Noel Coward was a great deal more multi-talented than I am. But yeah, the idea of living in theater, writing, and immediately I realized I wanted to be a writer, not an actor. And that was that was quite a youthful decision.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to those clips. And if you want to listen to the full episodes, uh, Ben Elton and Tracy Orman, you just have to scroll down the podcast feed until you find them and press play. Enjoy. Oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you that I'm really excited because I'm going to be live at the podcast festival this Saturday, the 16th of September at 7pm. And my guest is going to be Ben Elton. And we'll be talking about lots of things, including the new play he's written and directed about me and his life and life in general. So um, if you can come along, come and join us. Bye.